As a real estate agent, that sucks for your client. Think about it. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. The one thing that you said that really stuck with me was stay consistent and do it over and over and over again. And one of the topics that we're going to dive into next is honesty, integrity, and professionalism. Topic number three. Yeah. I think staying consistent is part of being a professional, which means you have to have some level of professionalism. So let's dive into honesty, integrity, and professionalism. Because I think those are intertwined. Because if you're if you're a rookie or or you're just a weekend warrior, you're not going to stay consistent for not even months. We're talking about years here. So wh- why is that a topic for today's podcast? I feel like there's so many people who get into our industry and think, oh, I can get into real estate. It's easy. I'm going to make all this money. It's it's going to be a great thing. Real estate is hard. Real real estate is hard. And you know this. Um, I think we're coming into a time where, you know, a lot of people got into our industry over the last few years because it was such a great market. Of course. And they they could make, you know, fifty, hundred thousand dollars a year without really having to do anything. Mm -hmm. And I think we're gonna see a lot of those people leave the market because they don't know how to um be a professional realtor not just sell a house. Um, You know, systems are important when you're a professional. You've got to have systems in place. You've got to consistently educate yourself. Um, You know, you talk about honesty and integrity. I think that is a huge missing piece um, in our industry a lot of times. I mean, we, I don't know if we are here in North Carolina are required to take ethics Every two years, we have to take ethics. I, I think ethics should be required to take every month, but that would be an overkill. But yeah, yeah. same, same. The, the, here's why, I, here's my personal opinion on, on, on the honesty, integrity, and ethics. It's, although we would like to think it's objective, it's not. Like those things are definitely subjective. Like if my moral compass is different than yours, ethically what I would consider the right thing to do may be different than everything. So you have to go by the majority, right? And I don't know what is it about real estate and real estate agents. Maybe maybe as I would maybe I even go broader, sales professionals. Mm. Right? Because real estate agents, we have a bad rep for the ethics part. Yes. So do car sales professionals. So do insurance agents. And we have one thing in common is sales. That's right? true. Very true. So, so I think a true professional has honesty, integrity, and ethics because they're able to navigate the process without the hard pressure to get somebody to do what the ideal outcome is that they want to do, not what's in their self-best interest, right? Absolutely. Yeah. How many times have you been in a deal and you're like, 
Yeah, I don't know if we should keep going down this road. Yeah, I mean, I I have to. So, as an agent, I'm very, very honest with my clients, and I'm very open and upfront, and I try and lay everything out from the beginning because I don't ever want anybody to misunderstand or not know how our industry works or what the process is like. So I don't feel like I run into that personally as an agent too often. I think it's more or less when I'm dealing with other agents on the other side and I'm going, okay, well, that's not ethical or that's not very professional. Um, You know, like feedback. Oh my gosh. I don't know what it's like in Florida, but I know for a fact, if I get a showing from another agent here, um, and I just see the company name, I'm not getting feedback. That's, really? that's as a real estate agent, that sucks for your client. Think yeah. about it. You know, I mean, all the time I spend preparing their home for someone to come in and look at it. And you know, right off the bat, because of the agency that the agent works for, you won't get feedback. Yeah. It's like, why? You know, why? You know, there there's some names that I will obviously not put on the spot. No. But no. when they're but, but when the agent's name shows up on a contract and it's on one of my listings, I'm like, oh, my seller is gonna know exactly how the last deal went, just so they can make an educated decision about what we're about to get ourselves into. Absolutely. And I think a lot of um a lot of people don't think about it this way, but I try and think of, so every, I hate to use the word transaction, but every transaction for me is someone, it's a little piece of someone's life. Of course. So, you know, and it's actually, you know, it's the biggest purchase that most people will ever make in their lifetime is their home. Um, so I try and think about it like this. And I think if more people would go, go into a transaction like this, then we probably wouldn't have some of the issues that we have. But yeah, I feel like people focus on the paycheck. Yep. Or the number. You know, this is another number or another paycheck for me. And it's like, no, this is about a relationship that you make between yourself and the client. And maybe the relationship that you can build with the other agent on the other side. And at the end of the day, it's all about getting the deal to the table and making sure everybody is treated fairly as fair as possible and you can get it closed for them. And I think so many people get their eyes off of that and they're more concerned about winning than making sure that everything happens. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. I always start the conversations when I'm dealing with the other side. I always try to feel them out before I even put in an offer to see, am I going to be dealing with somebody who's reasonable? Yeah. Am I going to be dealing with somebody who is a true professional? And I, somebody asked me in my office, like, hey, why don't you just submit the offer? I'm like, 
because they probably don't know me yet. There's so many agents down here that if I just submit an offer, I'm just a name on a piece of paper with a number attached to it. And there was no conversation. I didn't have a chance to put my client in the best light in the best position. And also I don't have the ability in a crystal ball to know whether this is going to be a smooth or a rocky deal. If I pick up the phone and I have somebody who is, for lack of better words, let's say rude or brash or very like stern, then I know that I need to be stern back with them in a very professional and diplomatic way. And we're just keeping it to the to business and that's it. Versus yeah. I pick up the phone and I can connect and I can build a relationship and I can quote unquote recruit them to be on my team and on my side. And and the and they understand that it's me and them versus the buyer and the seller, that makes things a lot easier, essentially, right? Because ultimately, we're, we're, we're in the middle. We're the liaisons between both parties. Like, if, if my, like, I may be the most reasonable person in the world, and my client may not be. And at the end of the day, the client's going to come and go, but the mm -hmm. relationship with the agents is going to stay. So I'll, I'll, I'll give an example. I don't know if I shared this before. I had an agent um, who called me. Basically, I, I I called him. I said, "Hey, listen, I I I think you're, you know, you guys were the second highest backup. The other contract's about to cancel. I know your clients really like the property. Would you consider putting in the backup and making it official?" Long story short, they said yes. And then I I'm waiting. I went about my day. I'm waiting for the seller to sign and whatnot. I'll tell them I'll get it to them tonight. And he calls me and starts flipping out. And I'm like, oh God, if I have to deal with this shit for the next 30 days, and I tell you what, I will never personally, if it's my house and I am the seller and an agent owner, I'll never accept the contract with his name on it. Hmm. Sucks to suck. I mean, he may have the most qualified clients in the world and I will probably quote unquote, walk away from the money, but it's okay. I just don't want to deal with him. So if it's my say, like I, he, he is complete, like he is on my blacklist because of the crap that happened where he was just totally unreasonable. I said, Hey, listen, unless you can, unless you're the buyer, you can't speak for your buyers. You got to pick up the phone. You got to call the buyers. This is what the sellers came back with. Let's find a happy medium here. Let's make it a win-win situation. And yeah. please call your clients, right? And and ironically, I had another listing, um, and he ended up putting in a contract on. So the first thing I said to myself, I say, "Hey, we have very qualified people. We have very qualified buyers. The this agent is great to work with. I've done a deal with them. This mm -hmm. agent is not so great. Here's what my last experience was. And these agents, I truly don't know. However." Based on this offer and how it was written, they look incompetent because half the shit's missing on this contract. These look okay. These look the strongest, and this is a cash offer. And I just leave it. It's not my decision to make. But the yeah. honesty, integrity, and the professionalism that was previously shown, I tell you what, when I get a phone call and I had a great time working with the agent, and they were professional, they were sharp, and they were communicative, and it wasn't a problem getting a hold of them. makes it so much easier. We're on the same team at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I'm with you hundred um, percent. And I have those too. 
So <laughs> I have some agents that I go, if I get two offers and yours is one and somebody else is the other, I'm going to encourage maybe that my sellers take the other offer. Yeah, listen, I'm just going to educate them. I, it's their decision. Absolutely. At the end of the day, I, I, I just like another example is I, we have a uh, we have a very very big agent in our in our market and every time a client sends me their listing i'm like oh god please just don't pick this listing yeah so yeah you know and, yeah. and it's like but if my clients do great i'll do whatever i can but it's never easy and it's and it's never a smooth sailing so i have to make sure that i prepare them i equip them i educate them and that's where the value really brings in right? Serving your sphere, which was our topic number one, combines with honesty, integrity, and professionalism. This is what separates the people that do one, two, three, 10 deals a year versus the people that do 55 plus like yourself. Yeah. You have to know how to move and be nimble. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 